Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. I host Afternoons in Mobile, Alabama on Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP, covering the South Alabama Jaguars. And prior to that, 103.7 The Game mornings on that station in Lafayette, Louisiana, covering the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. This episode of Locked On Sunbelt is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage. With a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC, I can always catch the games I want to on Sling, and now you can too. Check out Sling TV now to see the massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love for a price you love. Try it today. All right. In in tonight's episode, we will uh, preview the South Alabama Jaguars basketball season with head coach Richie Riley. They open up the season on a Wednesday with Mobile and then crazy schedule. New Mexico after that, Alabama after that, and Oklahoma after that. Stay hot, Richie Riley. Uh, we will do that in uh, the second and third segment. Last night, we, or yesterday, we did a deeper dive on the South Alabama victory over Georgia Southern. Tonight, I want to do a deeper dive into the Troy 23-17 uh, to 17 come from behind victory over Louisiana. So while South Alabama was coming back and defeating Georgia Southern, it looked like they may be able to take the top spot in the West because Troy was getting soundly beat points-wise, yardage-wise, and everything-wise midway through the third quarter. It was 17-0 Louisiana and thinking, well, maybe Troy can get it together at halftime. And it just did not happen. Uh, Because Louisiana came out and put a drive right down their throat. 12 plays, 77 yards, 6 minutes and 15 seconds. So not quite half of the third quarter, but almost. The problem was Ben Woldridge flipped into the end zone and I don't know if he got injured, but was slow to get up and they did not move the offense after that. But let's go back and just the way this game was and again, break it down almost quarter by quarter and remember some of these numbers, okay? Troy finished with 377 yards. The Cajuns finished with 315 yards total in the game. And remember, Louisiana has got the offense. They're the offensive juggernaut, if you will, in this game. Troy has the defense. If Troy scores three touchdowns, that's a lot. They haven't scored any in the first two and a half quarters of this game. And so let's go through the first quarter, shall we? No score. Four first downs each team. Relatively even. Troy, 17 plays, 65 yards. Cajuns, 15 plays, 73 yards. So that's relatively even. We move to the second quarter. Not so much. In the second quarter, Troy, 10 plays, 34 yards. The Cajuns, 31 plays, 151 yards. The Cajuns took, they scored a touchdown and a field goal, and they took a 10-0 lead on Troy. So at halftime... Your stats are 224 yards for the Cajuns and 99 yards for Troy. They're not averaging four yards a play. They have 27 plays, 99 yards. 
That's not four yards a play. Forget four yards a rush. They're not averaging four yards a play. They have 66 yards rushing and 33 yards passing. <laughs> not really good and not looking good for Troy. And so you go in a locker room, maybe you make those adjustments, except Louisiana came out and again, put it down their throat. And it looked like it was going to be a chance for South Alabama to take advantage of the Cajuns beating Troy. But then something happened and Troy got back into it. The light went on. They just decided to play some football. And crazy. They had, well, let's go. I'm going to tell you the drive. The drive they had was a 20-play drive that lasted eight and a half minutes. So they basically had one team had one possession each in the third quarter. Not quite, but pretty close. The thing is, though, it was a 20-play, 73-yard drive. Remember, they had <laughs> Troy had 99 yards in the first half. They just had, what did I say, 73? 75. And they had 27 plays in the first half, and that possession was 20 plays. And they converted a fourth and three, a fourth and three at the goal line. So instead of kicking a field goal, they got the touchdown. They also converted, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five third downs, and they converted two fourth downs on this drive. They just decided we're, we're done. We're, we're going for it. All right. And Gunnar Watson found Michael Weiss for the touchdown. That made it 17-7. And at the end of the third quarter, now listen to these numbers. Troy's got 47 plays and 176 yards. Louisiana's got 58 plays and 301 yards. That's total through the third quarter. Total. You want to hear the fourth quarter stats? And they were even. They're basically even. Troy's drive went a little bit longer, but they both had about the same plays. It says total offense uh, and plays. 20 plays for Troy, 77 yards. 12 plays for the Cajuns, 77 yards. So relatively even. Troy's drive lasted longer, converting some more, converting some fourth downs. And it lasted about two, two and a half minutes longer. A little bit, a little bit less than two and a half minutes longer. But... That's where the offense for the Cajuns came to a screeching halt. On the next drive, pass up the middle, incomplete. Woldridge scrambles up the middle, gain of four yards. Pass left, incomplete, three and out. Troy gets the ball after the defense spent 20 plays on the field for the Cajuns. The Cajuns do get the change of quarter after the kickoff. But then they're right back on the field. And instead of doing a 20-play drive that took eight and a half minutes, they took six plays to do 67 yards. Gunnar Watson, again, this time finds uh, Dorinka Lewis, 35 yards, touchdown, and boom, just like that. A 17-0 game midway through the third quarter was now 17-14. And it seems like it's slipping away fast. Cajuns, next drive. Terrence Williams up the middle, loss of one. Terrence Williams up the middle, 12-yard gain. For, so a first down, they do get one first down. Ben Woldridge pass, incomplete to the right. Terrence Williams up the middle for three yards. 
And then on third and seven, interesting play call, Terrence Williams to the left for a three-yard loss. Not so worried about the loss. I'm worried about why are you running on third and seven. All right. So, boom, the Cajuns give it right back. And the Cajuns defense actually steps up. Troy gets one first down and then has to punt. So the Cajuns have another chance to get something on the board. They're still leading 17-7 at this, or 17-14 at this time. Chris Smith up the middle, gain of two. Chris Smith up the middle, gain of two. Ben Woldridge, incomplete pass, three and out. Crazy. And then Troy gets it, 5-13 to go left in the fourth quarter. Six plays, 54 yards. Uh, they kick a 37-yard uh, field goal. Gunnar Watson got the drive going from the Troy 26. Pass for 25 yards to Tez Johnson right at midfield. And then, uh, let's see here. They got another pass. Gunnar Watson uh, to Rajon Johnson uh, for 35 yards. And Cajun's defense held there because they forced him to kick a field goal uh, when they were, you know, first and 10 at the Cajun's 14-yard line. But now it's 17-17. It was 17-0 midway through the third quarter. It's now 17-17, five minutes left to go. In fact, 2.41 to go. Cajuns, a chance to win the ballgame, right? They lost on a last-second field goal. Uh, they lost on a last-second score to ULM. They lose on a last-second field goal to South Alabama. They got a first and 10 on their own 25. Smith up the middle for a gain of four. Smith rushed to the left uh, to the gain of one. Ben Woldridge, incomplete. I think he was under pressure throwing it away. Then uh, Reese Burns punt. For 38 yards, Troy's on their 32, and they got 122 to go. I thought maybe the Cajuns would force a long field goal attempt, but no. Kamini Vidal uh, lunges into the end zone, hits the pylon, and the ball pops out. I thought maybe it would go as a touchback, but he had control. And as long as you have control when you reach the pylon, and he hit the pylon with his hand with the ball in control, and it was a touchdown. They missed the extra pointer. The extra point was blocked. Louisiana had one play, but that wasn't going to work. And Troy comes away with a victory, 23-17. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. That, you know, a win against the Cajuns, and it doesn't lock it up actually, but probably. Again, I'd be shocked if they lost to Arkansas State or ULM. Those two teams have the potential to do it, especially ULM. Uh, But it's going to take a special kind of effort uh, an effort that the Cajuns gave, which was two and a half quarters, which was not enough. So John Summerall and the crew there from uh, from Troy deserve a ton of credit. I, I don't want to say could have easily folded up, but they had to get it going on offense and defense. It wasn't like it was a shootout and we just have to, you know, improve the defense. It was, we got to get the offense going and we have to uh, shut down the Cajuns, which... Uh, they did. And again, the final totals, you want to hear the fourth quarter stats? This is amazing. So in, in three quarters of football, Troy had 176 yards. In three quarters of football. In the fourth quarter, Troy had 201 yards. The Cajuns had 14. My goodness. <laughs> That's total. 201 yards to 14 yards. And the ball game was in Lafayette. So again, uh, Great job by John Summerall and the Troy Trojans. They are in first place in the West. Troy actually has Army. 
So uh, they don't have a Sunbelt team, although this will be the fourth time that Army has played the Sunbelt this year. They actually will be home versus Monroe after that, and then at Arkansas State. Again, very tough for me to see that they're going to lose on senior day. Uh, They still can't necessarily clinch the division. They have to win out as long as South Alabama continues to win. South Alabama gets Texas State uh, this week, and then next week they're at Southern Miss. And then they will host ODU 11 a.m. on Iron Bowl Saturday. All right, let's take a timeout. Uh, let's come back. Let's talk some South Alabama basketball, shall we? Head coach Richie Riley hops on. Again, an interview from a few months ago uh, at Sunbelt Media Day. Uh, of course, they open up the season today on Wednesday against uh, hometown rival, if you will, Mobile. Back after this, you're listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's edition of Locked On Sunbelt is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Sunbelt listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. Did you know over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind on this holiday season. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com forward slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Dave Schultz back at Sunbelt Media Days. We are locked on Sunbelt, your conference every day. We're here with South Alabama Jaguars head coach Richie Riley. Put the rumors to rest. Okay, uh, you took the team on a trip to the Bahamas. It felt more like a Riley summer vacation family trip, and you happened to bring the basketball team along instead of the other way around. I wish that was the case. <laughs> Unfor- unfortunately, we didn't play great the first game. And so, you know I am when we don't play well. I watched a lot, a lot of film, and, and one of the days we were out there turned into a not vacation day. So my wife, Jess, didn't love that. My boys didn't love it because oh, Dad was in the, in the room the whole time and stood out at the water park. Um, but we had a great time. My family did. It was it was great. Our guys had a great time. We've got a team, too, that really, you know, my kids love our guys, and our guys love my kids. So it was it was a perfect vacation for my family, and, and I think it was great for our guys, too. All right, you are one of those guys who likes the transfer portal. You always have. Who, who yeah, I mean, you got to replace a bunch of guys, mostly guards. Who are the guys uh, coming in? Yeah, we got we got some guys. We took a little bit different path this year. Um, I think you got to kind of evolve as you go. I think we've done that as a program. Kind of been ahead of the curve that way when it comes to the transfer portal. We took two D two All Americans, Owen White and Isaiah Moore. Um, they're both projected starters for us. They've played at an incredibly high level. Um, got a chance to be a couple of the best guys we've had uh, since since I've been here. And then Kevin Samuels, the headliner. Um, a, a Sun Defensive Player of the Year, all-time leading shot blocker in TCU history. 1,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 blocks. Um, there's not many people that can that tote a stat line like that. And he, he brings another dimension to our team defensively and offensively with his size. And then we've got, 
we got Perrin back, which is great. He was with us last year. Um, he's a preseason second team all league guy. Um, he's he's back and he's healthy. He's he's doing really well. His health is great. And we also went out got Judah Brown, who's a transfer from St. Mary's, comes from a winning program out on the West Coast. I think he's he's a young guy that'll help. He's got three years left. Elijah Ormiston, another D2 guy, he's got three years left. And then we got two freshmen that will really impact our team, and Julian Margrave and Jamar Franklin. Um, I think I think both those guys can have have a huge impact as a freshman. We're talking to Richie Riley, locked on Sunbelt, your conference every day, the head coach of the South Alabama Jaguars. All right, so did you make up the schedule? Did someone else give it to you? I mean, everyone says for the uh, group of five teams to make up some schedules, you got Alabama at home, it should be noted, Oklahoma, and UAB. That's a nice little schedule. And Jacksonville State. Yeah, you can keep you can keep naming them, Shelty. There's <laughs> even more than that. It's the toughest schedule we've had. Um, and it kind of happened that way a little bit. Alabama's already on there. Florida Atlantic was already on there. It was a return game. Um, and then some of the others just came into play. But it, it's tough. We're going to be tested. It's it's really hard early, and it continues to get hard. I mean, we got town. We played Townsend in Savannah, who won 25 games last year. They're projected as a tournament team. Oklahoma's projected as a tournament team. New Mexico has drastically improved. Um, got two of the best guards in the Mountain West back, added a couple transfers up front. And UAB's receiving votes in the top 25. Jacksonville State, and feel like they go to the NCAA tournament about every year, every other year. So it's, it's a real deal tough schedule. And I think it's good for this group. This is the most mature group that I've had. Um, and I think it's good for them to kind of see where they are early, and this schedule will certainly do that. I have Charles Manning's number. I'm going to tell him you said that. Yes, yes, it's it's um, it's really, really it's tough. So we'll we'll see what we can do with it. I was talking about the maturity of the team. I'm going to tell him you said this is the most mature team you've had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It, Charles, Charles is actually doing really well. He's and you know our guys. I'm glad you brought that up because we got three guys that are right now playing professionally and doing really well. JJ Chandler, Kyle Gonzalez, and Charles Manning are doing really well. But you know you can't. You can't look at this roster and not understand they're the most mature. We got a guy that's married. He's got a mechanical engineering degree. Um, and we got a couple guys that are about 24, 25 years old. So this is certainly the most mature. Um, and hopefully it'll end up being one of the best. If he's got a mechanical engineering degree, he's going to be smarter than you are. I mean, what do you do when that's, that's the case? Make him run more sprints to make him sure he knows who's in charge? That's not even close. So when it comes to, when it comes to, to anything other than just basketball, he's, he's way smarter than anything. You know, with, with Owen White, that's who I'm talking about. My, my kids, Reese and Rock, did an interview for some of the things at, at South for Media Day up there. And one of the questions was they asked him how fast a cheetah was. No, how fast a Jaguar was. And he gave him the exact speed. And then he explained how he came to the, to, the, to the answer. And my kids are blown away. I said, yeah, I told you he's really smart. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back with more with our conversation with South Alabama Jaguars head basketball coach Richie Riley right after this. You're listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode of a Locked On Sunbelt is brought to you by Built Bar. You got to try Built Bar's new and reimagined flavors. Cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. What about the white chocolate peppermint granola? It's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff? Built Puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. 
First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Bilt Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, just 130 calories. Just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you try these new Bill Bar flavors and the magical, wonderful time afterwards. You're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite. An unanswerable question to say the least. They're all unbelievable and they're all different. So you can order a mixed box and try all five flavors for yourself. Built. You got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKDOWN15 at built.com. Uh, tell us about uh, the guy you brought here, Turbo Jones, transfer from Auburn. Um, a lot like Parnum and, and others, Kobe Julian at, 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 uh, with uh, Louisiana injury issues. Uh, is he healthy? Um, because he owes me a game of pig, just to let you know. The way that he's shooting the ball right now, you don't want any part of him in pig. He's shooting at a high level. I think that's more about him than me because, uh, you know, if he sees me shooting the ball, I mean, it's going to be a shutout. Very quickly, he's going to win. <laughs> his his maturity level as a player, he's always been mature as a kid. He handles his business academically. He's a phenomenal human being. But he's made more strides than arguably any kid that I've coached ever. He's gotten so much better in the last year, um, and I'm so proud of him for that. I, that's, that's why I brought him down here. I'm just so proud of him, what he means to our program, how much better he's getting. And I think he's going to have a special year. He he did a good job last year staying positive after he had the injury against Wichita State that caused him to miss most of the year. He stayed positive, and then he came back hungrier than he's probably ever been in his career. And, and it shows in how he's played. He played well in the Bahamas. He's playing really well in the preseason here. And I, I, think, I think he's an all-league caliber guy. Always one of the best-dressed guys in the league. All right, but everyone went casual because of COVID. You got a nice suit on at Sunbelt Media Days. Are you going casual? or all, The other thing is, what do we need to do uh, to get the Riley cam for TV? Because if we have the Riley cam in the corner of the, watching the game, people can just watch that and we can see how the game uh, is going. And that's generally, generally just as entertaining, if not more entertaining. It would certainly tell the story of the game. You're right. You could, you could watch me. You wouldn't have to watch the live action. You would know how it was going most of the time. Um, I think we're going to stay casual. We may have some games where we wear suits every now and then. But it's became kind of odd to see people coaching in suits. I didn't think right. it would ever be that. Right. I thought it would be a short-term thing. But now it's became – like when I t flip on a game and I see a guy in a suit, it just kind of looks odd. So I think – Like coaches for cancer, they're wearing sneakers, but that's, you know, not it anymore. No, it's, it's, it's really crazy how times have changed since – since COVID as far as how we dress. So I, I think we may dress up from time to time, but most of the time it's going to be casual. All right, wrapping it up with Richie Riley. We are locked on Sunbelt. Uh, coaches picked you third. Where did you pick? Where did you pick South Alabama? Because Kane Womack, he picked uh, South Alabama last in the division. Where did you uh, pick yourself, and where do you think the expectations are for this year? I didn't pick us dead last, but I didn't pick us as high as third, um, <laughs> somewhere in the middle. I, I think, I mean, I think if we can stay healthy and we continue to – to get better, continue to work at it. I think we, you know, we should be right there and have a chance to compete for a championship, and that's the goal at our place every year. Um, unfortunately, the last few years down the stretch, we've been really beat up. We've lost key guys to injury, um, so I hope we can stay healthy. And I think if we do that and continue, you know, kind of the trajectory that we're on and the improvement that we're having, I think we'll be right there. 
I got to ask you about the Alabama game. A couple years ago, Auburn came in. You almost pulled off a huge upset in front of a packed Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Center house. If it wasn't for Isaac Okoro on like the third offensive rebound and getting fouled, you guys would have beaten Auburn. How much fun is it, is it to not only compete against Alabama, but having to do it at home? Yeah, it's a magical night. It's a magical night. I'm really thankful for, for Nate bringing his team. Um, same thing with BP. He's, he brought his team up a few years ago. It's huge for basketball in the state. It's huge for Mobile. Um, that night is really special. I mean, it'll be a sellout in the Mitchell Center. Um, played them tough down in Tuscaloosa last year. And it, it gives our kids just, you know, hopefully, you know, we're, we play every game to win the game, so we're, we have that approach. But it just gives our guys an opportunity to play in front of one of the best crowds I'll ever play in front of, no matter where you play. So we're excited about it, and again, really, really thankful that those guys value basketball in our state like they do, and, and bring their programs. You know, Alabama's going to be number twenty come to our place, and they bring their programs into Mobile. It's it's a great great night for our program and especially if we can find a way to get a W. Richie Riley, head coach of South Alabama basketball on Lockdown Sunbelt, your conference every day. Thanks coach and we'll see you down the road. Thank you. Thanks very much for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Want to thank head coach of the South Alabama Jaguars basketball team, Richie Riley, for hopping on as well. We look forward to having another edition on Thursday. You're listening to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.